Welcome to track number seven of Strive Lawfully for a Mega Church. The shepherd who knows God personally. Somebody should find Exodus 34, 1 to 10. Somebody should read it, please. your name? From which church? Chairman. Your name is what? Jesse. Jesse. Jesse Jackson. Is it the same Jesse? Jesse, like Jesse Jackson. All right. Now, a shepherd who knows God personally is a shepherd who has a personal relationship with God. It is a great promotion to have a personal relationship with God and not relate to God through somebody. Amen. Alright? How many are glad about that? You don't, you don't have to know God through me. You can know God yourself. You don't have to know God through me. Anything that God says, He says through me or through your pastor. No, 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 no. You can know your God personally. 
speak to him directly and he will answer you specially and personally. Can I have an amen? amen. Tell the person sitting next to you, you don't need an income share, you can know God personally. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. Do not be deceived. In these last days, there are going to be liars who call themselves ministers who are going to come up and prophesy lies to you. Be careful. Hallelujah. Be careful. In the last days, as the anointing multiplies and men of God will be used greatly what is going to happen is that Satan's workers will be used greatly. Pastor Kaka, please come. Take your, put your Bible down and come. Some time ago, you had a, a, a dream. A prophetic dream. Oh, stand up uh, straight. You had a prophetic dream. In that dream, the Lord carried you to certain places. Tell us in two minutes the dream you had. Um, it was at dawn and I was praying. And as I was praying, suddenly I, I saw three angels coming. So, uh, but it was like, I mean, I just saw them coming. They were on three horses. But on one horse, there was no one on the other horse. This, this is also a prophet. Jesus has appeared to him before. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Jesus has appeared to him before. Amen. Amen. So, He's also sharing an income here, right here. <laughs> so you listen carefully. And when they came, they just asked me to come and they gave me one horse. And we, 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 start, we started to travel. But I realized that the horses were moving very fast. So we were passing a lot of towns, cities, bushes, water, the sea. I could see the scenery just changing. Then suddenly we stopped in a very thick forest. And when we got there, we all dismounted. And when we, when we got down, the ground just opened. And they said we should go down. So we just descended down. Then we entered into a small circular cave. It's like, it's made of like mud. And when we got there, it was like, like a graveyard. There are so many, uh, should I say, that thing that you, Tombstones, yeah, but this one is a wood, wooden tombstones, plenty of them, in a big heap like that. So when we got there, I, 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 I asked them for the doubt, what are we doing here? And they said that they wanted to show me where ministers and people come to collect power to minister. And they said there are a lot of fake ministers of God around who use power that is not from God. So they want to come and show me where these people, I mean, like what is happening. And I was very surprised. And they told me I should never be surprised. Then they told me to pick two of the tombstones. If I told me to are are you listening to what you are hearing? Yes. Are yes. you hearing to what you are listening? <laughs> okay. They said people have power. It's not from God. And he was surprised. Okay. So I picked two. Now when I picked two, the first one, I was so shocked that I think the thing just fell from my hand and it fell to the ground because I recognized the first one. The second one, I didn't know the person, 
but I've sort of like heard his name before. And now I was shocked. Then I was, I was about to pick a third one. They said, no. I'm just allowed to pick two. And that was it. But I could hear voices receding. It was like people had closed the meeting and I could hear them talking in the distance. But I couldn't see anybody. And they told me that the people have just closed. But we can't see them, but we could hear their voices. Then we came back up. I sat, we sat back on the horses and we started to travel. Before I realized, I was in my room again. I mean, I was just in my room one more time. And that was it. Come is actually coming. Now, listen. So come. You, when you got down into the underworld, they told you that this is where people come to get power. Yeah. And there were some tables, and they said you should take two. And they said I should just take any amount. I took two. And after they are taking more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you took two. Uh, so I decided to run a check. So you, you took two, and you saw two names. Two names. Yes. And one of the names, you were so surprised that you just dropped it. Yes. And then the second person was a name, a yes. Ghanaian name. A Ghanaian name. Of a human being. Of a human being. That you knew. That I've heard of, by I didn't know personally. Okay, now, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, I think it's, we'll check whether it's verse 19. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. As for supernatural things, don't just reject them, but test them. Because if it's not real, maybe he had eaten bananas in the evening and then he started having this. Uh, what do you call it? Hallucinations. <laughs> so you have to check whether it is really from the Lord. Then what did you do after that? Then from there I decided to run a check. Okay. On the second. Listen, name. this is the interesting part. I had to run a check on the second name because I didn't know the person. So on the second. No, in name, real life, in you real life, check who I was the name that he man. saw. So I decided to make some investigations and I, 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 I put somebody who I knew knew that man and I started asking him about the man and he told me that well many years ago I mean uh, the man it was rumored that the man had gone to collect some powers from India and he had been in the man's church and he had a lot of symbols of I mean these Indian gods or some of these things in his office and things like that and he, he had seen it personally and he said that the, the church nearly broke up another man of god came and came to say that they should flow with the man and forget about all those things and continue and that was what happened but it's a, it's a very large church so then i realized that what happened was true mm. so you you didn't know that person before you didn't no. know this so after the dream or whatever it was the vision you you went to investigate the name, the second yeah, name. The second name. And you realized that it was already somebody in town in Kumasi. Was it in Kumasi? Yes. Who was already known for some of these type of... I mean, that there were some questions as to where there was a source of power. Now, the first person, you were very surprised. I was very surprised. And you wouldn't like to mention his name, and no. I wouldn't like you to mention his name either. <laughs> it's some way to mention the name here. All right, sit down. But if I mention the name, if you mention the name, you also will be surprised. Yes, sir. Somebody will invite the person to the church. No. You must stay in lighthouse. Don't be looking for other things. If you go and then you are invited, it's your problem. 
Now, what I want to say is, listen, listen, we are not here coming to mention any names to the show, but I want to point out to you that the thing, it is real. Now, I personally, alright, decided to check on the first name, which Pastor Kakra mentioned. Now, the first name, he, which he also couldn't believe, I decided to look and see. When I looked and I saw, I realized, number one, those people, or that particular person, so when they move into a church and they minister, the church gets split when they finish with the church. And they move from the church. The church is split. I can mention to you at least two well-known churches which made the mistake of inviting these people to their church. When they finished, the church was split. The Bible says, glory not and lie not against the truth. If you have envies and divisions and so on amongst you, this wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Things that cause divisions and so on are not from God. And that comes and spoil churches. So that if the person comes to walk through your church, it's like your church is poor. I know another church where the person will give a word like that, that this is what the Lord says. You, I see you having your own ministry. Meanwhile, you are an associate pastor of the church. I see you traveling to and fro. And God has given you a great ministry. And uh, there's a second part. So see me, the Lord, your unconscious in my spirit. So see me after. And I see even your pastor being jealous of, of you. So now you are the associate pastor there and they say you're, you see that the head pastor is jealous of you and that God has given you a great ministry and that you are traveling to and fro. And I know two churches like that where two pastors like that have divided, the church is divided into pieces, pieces, big charismatic churches. So I am telling you that you have to know God for your personal self. And so when you, when you rise up and you become a shepherd who knows God himself, you have risen. You are no more a little something. And even pastors don't know God. That is why somebody can come to you and tell you, that says the Lord, I see you traveling to and fro, this and that. Unless there's an orangu spirit in you already, which is waiting for some assistance to move into orangulization, that is where you hear all those things. Yes. So you shall know them by their fruits. And we are not here to preach against anything, but I'm telling you, I'm just showing you, this is a clear prophetic word, and I'm also attesting by my own type of judgment or assessment, I can see People that spoil churches. When they come to the church and when they go, the church is poor. Take somebody like Reverend Eastwood 
Anytime Reverend Isu came to our church and when we were blessed and we were happy and the church was encouraged and it was strengthened, it was not spoiled. When a good person comes to minister in your church, afterwards the church is encouraged, it is lifted up, it is strengthened. Where's that girl up? The one in the glasses. No, you've sat down in a way. Everybody sit up. You see, before I start talking, you are sitting some way. I don't like that. Amen. Don't spoil the camp. Don't spoil the camp. Amen. Amen. Because we are here for a very short while and then we are going to go. If I say, let's go and sleep now, when we come in the morning, people say, we didn't sleep long, we didn't this, this, that and that and so on. Then what do we do? So, okay, go back and sleep till the evening. Then we come, you know, and we go and come and then the camp is over. Hallelujah. So that's why when we start going, we are going. And when you sit down and make yourself some way, you know, it, it spoils the whole thing. So anybody who's sleeping by you, pinch the person. Don't allow the person to sleep. We are going to close very, very soon. Amen. <laughs> and there's coffee if you want to stay awake. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. So, when you know God personally, you, are, you become so stable. You are not, you are, you are not, people don't come and tell you, you know, oh, well, well, move here. This is what the Lord says. I've got a prophecy for you. Uh, bring 100,000 and get a prophecy. Bring 200,000 and get a prophecy. I mean, one, 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 one prophet abroad, I mean, when he said, uh, you pay how many dollars, how many dollars is it? $500 and then what? And you have your special word. And without paying the $500, you don't get your prophetic word. So you pay the $500 and he ministers a special prophetic word. Now ladies and gentlemen, Jesus said, freely have you received, freely give. The ministry is not, I mean, I come and I say, now I would just take an offering. If I don't get a personal offering for myself of $500,000 this evening, I'm not going to uh, preach. How about that? Yeah, because I'm also anointed to preach and to teach. So I want my offering down, 500,000 down, before we start personally, not for the church. What do you think about that? Is it not some way? It is some way. So to link the prophetic word to money and so on, it's a dangerous thing. You have to be very careful about that. But when you know God personally, and I want shepherds to know God personally. Because if, 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 if tomorrow your pastor gets up and he says, this is what the Lord says, the Lord says uh, this and that. You have to know God yourself. If tomorrow I get up and I come and announce to you that from now, before you can be saved, I have to bat you personally. And I'm starting with the ladies. I'm batting only ladies uh, this evening. <laughs> ladies first. You have to rise up and say, it is nowhere written in the Bible. And then when I start to tell you, then you start to do Bible study. And I also tell you, no, Elijah lay on, uh, Elijah bath Naaman. Uh, seven times. Holy bath. 
then we have to go into the Bible study. What is it saying? What is the context? Rightly, remember we study how to rightly divide. Were you there this morning? How to rightly divide, how to actually analyze. And then you ask yourself, so the fact that Elisha uh, asked Elijah, uh, Naaman to go and bath, does it mean that everybody is supposed to bath? Be bath? Or did Elisha bath Naaman himself? Or did he ask him to go and bath? So if in Christ you are saying bath, then send us to bath. Don't tell us that you bath us. You become very stable. People cannot move you around. Because each day and night, somebody will come up with something new. The Lord says this, the Spirit of God says, listen to me carefully and look at, listen to my tapes, listen to me preaching. Rarely will you hear me say that God told me this and that. And I am a senior minister. I'm one of the senior ministers who sit at the gates of, uh, of the city of Accra. And rarely do I get up and say things like, the Lord told me this, the Spirit of God told me this. It is not very common. Because when I'm saying the Spirit of God told me that, I have to be very sure about what I'm saying. Don't just say things. Any thought that occurs, you say the Spirit of God says. You keep in the Spirit of God. You keep in the voice of the Holy Ghost. You make what is holy, you make it cheap and ordinary. That is not the voice of You must be able to know when you have taken a decision. I have taken a decision. Then I must say that I am going to do this and that. Many of the churches we started, I did not take a decision. I, I was not told by the Holy Ghost to start them. There were spec- even to start the first branch. I was not told like God told me go and start a branch. Oh, I prayed and so on and flowed and circumstances worked out and I went to start a church. But the church in London, the, the Lord told me specifically go and start a church in London. Secondly, the Lord told me when I was told to start a church in Zurich, go and start a church in Zurich. I can remember specific time, but the rest of them, I, don't, I do not remember the Lord telling me directly, go and start this church here. No! And I don't have to lie to you or cheap in what, when we say Holy Ghost, we mean Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Let us know God for ourselves. We don't have to conjure up anything. If the power of God is real, it is real. We don't have to lie. When you are under pressure to impress people, that is when you start to tell lies and start to go and impress people. People even actually do word of knowledge. By They have ashes and so on. They'll meet people and ask, hello, hello, hello how are you, what's your name, etc. In America. And they have a earphone, small one in the ear. And then they communicate with the pastor and tell him that there is a woman here. She lives in Jowulu and she's wearing a red dress and she's got a child who is suffering from epilepsy. And then the man of God, real man of God, charismatics, will announce that the Spirit of the Lord tells me, I see there's somebody here, somebody here with a red dress. You, you, live, you live in Jowulu. And you came to church today. I see a child. I see a child. There is a child also with you. And the child is suffering from a certain disease. You have taken medicine several times, but the disease is not good. Look something in the mind. Maybe epilepsy. Something like epilepsy. If you are here, begin to come. 
Meanwhile, you are listening to the radio and your usher is telling you what is in the congregation. You are a liar. And with time you'll be found out. But when you know God personally, nobody moves you around. You are so stable. And that is the, what, the type of people that we want as shepherds. If tomorrow your pastor in your church gets up and he says he is leading the church and he is going somewhere that the Spirit of God has told him, the same Spirit which told him two weeks ago or three weeks ago to be very committed to the church and so on. Now it's telling him three weeks later that he should go out of the church. You, the shepherd, must be solid as a rock and stable and say, hey, you know what? We know God ourselves personally. We are here and this is where we are committed. If you say that the Lord is telling you to do this the way out, move this way, we are here. We are going to inform our bishop or our leader or our senior pastor or whatever this is what you are saying we we are here if you want to go go we are here in the church that we control the shift <laughs> at the back you are not clapping those are this side okay it's not that you are clapping powerful amen it is very important for us to have people who know God personally. 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 You personally know God. I cannot call you. When I first uh, was going to be, my pastor called me. He was called Pastor Bassett. I was in his church in London. And he said he wanted to see me. I said, okay. I went to see him in the office. When I went there, he asked me a question. Do you believe that you are called to the ministry? That is the question he asked me. And I said to him, yes, I believe that I'm called to the ministry. And he wanted me to come to his Bible school there and become a pastor in his church over there. You know? And uh, I, I, I didn't have that plan, but... It means that I should pray about it myself. Take, you know, decide whether that time my universities were closed in Ghana. You know, and I could have decided to leave university and just flow in the church over there and do whatever. You know, and he gave me good advice and let me pray about it and so because I should know God personally and I personally have that interaction with God and he did not try to tell me the Lord says you should be an assistant pastor in my church. And the Lord says you should leave university. And if he had told me, the Lord told, told me to leave university, I said, well, I have not also heard that voice. Amen. Amen. So you need to know God personally. Amen. The person who has turned off this fan should put it on. If it is too cold over here, you can sit on the stage. All right. Because it's very hot here. Right. Um... Now, Exodus 34, the first thing steps to becoming someone who knows God personally. Number one, you must have a personal, quiet time with God. Personally. Personally. You must know God yourself. Personally. Amen. Amen. 
You must know God personally. Hallelujah. Amen. And look at, and so you must have a personal quiet time. What does it mean to have a personal quiet time? All right. Look at verse 1. Exodus 34, verse 1. Steps to having a quiet time. Number 1. You need a notebook. Look in verse 1. The Lord said, Heal thee two tables of stone. The stones are the notebooks. Number 2. You need a good time of the day. To have the quiet time. Amen. Verse 2 of Exodus 34. Look at it. And what does it say? It says, And be ready in the morning. And come up in the morning. So, you must learn how to have a quiet time. First, you have a notebook. Number two, you take the best time of the day to have a personal interaction with God. And that is in the morning. In the morning. He says, come up in the morning. From today, let me tell you, listen. I'm not accepting anything else from you. If you are a member of this church, and you are a pastor or a shepherd, in the morning, have your quiet time before you go out. Is it, is it clear? I don't care the work you do from now. Before you move out, don't tell me you do it in the evening. Do it in the morning. Just get up and have a quiet time in the morning, personally. Look, there are many of you who know me. I don't know you. I don't know you personally. If you come to me, there's a where's Larry, this boy, stand up. What's your name? Larry. When you came to see me some months ago, what did you tell me? I said I wanted to be your friend. You said you wanted to be my friend. So because of that what? Um, Sunday after service every day I'll come and say hello to you. So since then what have you been doing? Anytime I see you, I say hello to you, I greet you. Every Sunday, this boy has made his said He told me that he wants to be my friend. And that is it. I was in the church. He came and said, he, he said he wants to be my friend. So he said, every Sunday, he comes to me to say hello to me. For about three weeks, I couldn't remember his name. But by the fourth week, I could remember his name. <laughs> Sit down. So now I know him personally. Although there are thousands of people in the church, he's one of the people I know because he made... He comes, he will stand and wait. When I, when, when I reach, he says, he's just coming to his usual hello, and then he's on his way. He has made the effort to know me. That's how come I know him. Many people I don't know, but how do I know him? Because he has come to me. That is how come I know him. And that's how come I don't know you. Amen. Amen. So there are thousands of God's children. There are a few who make that personal effort to come to Him in the morning. And those ones who come to Him in the morning, they know God. They know God. And I prefer to relate to people who know God. Because when you have your quiet time and God tells you, stop fornicating. And because of your quiet time, you stop fornicating. You know God. 
And that voice is stronger than my voice. It's a solid voice that you listen to, the voice from the Word of God. Decide that you will personally come to God to know God from, from now. And then God will know you personally and have a personal interaction with you. The only way you can know somebody is by coming to the person like this young man came to me and interacting with the person personally. If you don't do that, you don't know God. You just have this general, what do you call You know him to a certain extent, but personally you don't know him. I'm telling you, you don't know him. And many of you here don't have your quiet time. You have been in the church for some time. Some of you are shepherds, but you don't have quiet time. That is, you don't know God personally. Some of you Bible school pastors, shepherds, you don't know God personally. You just know God generally, like in a general way. But now God is saying, you must know him personally. And the only way is to come personally and have a quiet time. Just two of you. Anybody you talk to. If I talk to somebody, just me and the person. It means I begin to know the person personally. That's personal knowledge of the person. I don't want, I'm not hearing anything from you. We are rising. I said we are rising now. Is it clear that we are rising? We are rising and from now, I don't care your work. I don't care the time you wake up. I don't care the time you have to leave your house to go to work. In the morning, Moses was called. Come, bring your tables of stone. That's your notebook and your Bible. Two tables of stone. One is the Bible, one is the notebook. Then early in the morning, come up. And you have to come away from people. You have to get a place quietly. Just you and your God. Since I became a Christian way back in 1978, I have had quiet time every day. That is why I'm here now. Personally, I know God. I have a personal relationship with God. Nobody has to tell me whether I'm called, whether I'm sent, whether this, whether that. Because personally, I have that inter interaction with God. Personally. I hope I'm making myself very, very clear. All right. Be ready when? In the morning and come up. Amen. Now, the next step to have a quiet time is to have a quiet time on your own. Nobody must be with you. Verse 3. And no man shall come up with thee. Somebody said, Ah, Bishop, we go for dumb prayers on the field outside my house. I'm not talking about dumb prayers in the field outside your house. I'm not talking about prayer meetings. Uh, Pastor, we have family devotion. I'm not talking about family devotion, please. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about prayer meeting, dumb prayer meeting. I'm talking about you personally knowing God. That is what I'm talking about. Alone. How many times have I prayed with my wife? I rarely pray with my wife. People say, do you have family devotions? Do you pray with your wife? Should husbands and wife pray together? Me and my wife, rarely do we pray. My wife knows God herself. I also know God. When we met, it was two people who knew God who met. My quiet time and prayer time, she cannot follow it. And I can also follow her prayer time and her quiet time. She has to be sure that she's speaking to God herself. And I also know God myself. Sometimes we pray together. Sometimes if I'm, maybe I'm traveling or something or whatever, we pray together. 
But apart from that, we rarely come together to like we are coming to. I know God personally. She also personally knows God. And she personally has her own quiet time. Okay, we are having the dumb prayer meeting. I'm not talking about dumb prayer meeting. And we are going to the field to pray. I'm not talking about going to field to pray. You see, people are good at that. Amen. Okay, then we are moving. You don't know God. You don't know God. I'm telling you that you don't know God. I am telling you that you don't know God. Of all the thousands of people that are here today, those who have talked with me personally, and I know their, them and I know their names, and they know my name. Everybody may know my name, but I know them and they know me. As a result of personally talking to me one-on-one, -on -one, more than once, often, those are the people that I can say that I know personally. That's a fact. Personal knowledge comes by talking to a person one-on-one. -on -one. For the group here, we are always meeting. Are we not meeting as a group? We are meeting now as a group. But personal knowing somebody, it's one-on-one -on -one talking. Amen. Amen. Shake the person next to you. Shake the person very hard and say, We are having quiet time from now. <laughs> now, how to have a quiet time? Number one, pray. The rise of the shepherd. I said the rise of the shepherd. Number one, pray. Hmm? You know how to pray? Okay, pray. Number two, read the passage. And then study at least one verse microscopically. Every day, please. Every day. Every day. Do microscopic. Amen. Many of my preaching and my teaching are my microscopic revelations. It's my revelation I have from my personal microscopic Bible study that I'm sharing with you. Amen. Amen. Abeta, are you okay? Strong? Powerful. Good. Meditate. Read. Number two, have a Bible study. Number three, meditate. And then number four, have your prayer time. Another prayer time. Prayer time number two. Did you get it? You pray to start. After that you read. Then you do microscopic. Number three, you meditate. And number four, you have your prayer time. The first prayer is opening prayer. You ask Holy Ghost, come give me wisdom, understanding. I'm not talking about prayer time in the morning. I'm talking about quiet time with your tables of stone. Amen the man. Amen, Amen the ladies. Okay, so meditate. 
these are the meanings of the word meditate number one to think how can you think when you are shouting in tongues think about it number two it means to ponder ponder p-o-n-d pond ah e-r ponder number three to reflect and number four to matter to matter amen can you do this and then the final thing is before you leave take your tables of stone and write down maybe some particular revelation that the lord has shared with you all my books that i teach from are microscopic bible studies and quiet times are you rising to be a, a shepherd who knows god personally from today amen okay